0: trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort.
1: Indeed, indeed. Welcome back to the Topical Resort. Another another episode here for you on Sega Radio thing. Yes, um, I was stalling for time while I attempted to um, fix things, but anyway... So, today on the Topical Resort, we'll be taking a look at what many would consider to be the Black Sheep of the Sega console family. And it's not even a console, but rather an add-on. Although we're not going to be taking a look at the 32X today, because that is the true Black Sheep, we'll be looking at that at a later date. But today on the Topical Resort, we'll be taking a look at the Sega Slash Mega CD. And we're going to start you off with obviously an iconic track from the console, and you're going to be hearing quite a lot of this soundtrack today, so be getting used to it. It's so from Sonic the Hedgehog CD, this is Sonic. You can do anything. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Topical Resort. I, as always, am your host, Viper, and we got another jam-packed show up for you today. But first of all, we're going to tell you what you heard there. So, kicking off the show was from Sonic the Hedgehog CD, the Japanese soundtrack. There are two different soundtracks of the game uh, in different regions, as we'll be going over, you know, quite a lot during the show. Um, That was the uh, introduction theme, known as Sonic. You can do anything. Also dubbed Toot Toot Sonic Warrior by the fans, because obviously the... The uh, strange lyrics from the song, and after that, from the from the uh, what I like to call it mild, woody, really, because let's be fair, it, it's it's a pretty average game. That was the bonus round music, an absolutely rocking track because that that game has some great music. Because it was um, it was done. I I've forgotten his uh, real name again, but it was done by um, Bumblefoot, who is an excellent guitarist... guitarist? Yeah, I think that's the word? I, I don't know. Uh, an excellent, you know, composer, musician, person who um, pre- has previously done work for Guns N' Roses, which I think is a great accolade to have when you're working on, you know, the best of games, like Wild Woody. Uh, but anyway, aside from that, uh, welcome to Topka Resort. So today we're gonna to be talking about the Sega Slash Mega CD, it had plenty of different names. It was a uh, add-on for the Mega Drive, um, the first ad- the first of two add-ons for the Mega Drive, or two major add-ons for the Mega Drive, which um, basically allowed the console to use CDs. And it was audio CDs, it wasn't CD-ROMs like the Saturn had, it was just audio CDs. And at the time it had quite a high asking price and not a whole lot of people bought it, but it still did decently well. Also, um, today saw the start of a brand new series for me. Um, this was what I dubbed the topical pre so you see what I did there? Uh, it was over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash vibrate, hashtag shameless plug. Um, and basically what it was, was I was playing some of the um, Sega games on the Sega CD. Because, you know, I wanted to get some a little more background on them and how they played and all that sort of stuff. So I, I can have a bit of a more informed opinion on today's episode about all these things yeah we um for two hours we just like messed around with the BIOS we played some games had just some general Sega CD chat it was a, it was a very fun episode honestly to uh, to do and I hope to do more in the future uh, as Veritex has rightfully pointed out it is indeed the weekend yes. But um, speaking of Veritex and our Discord chat room, Radiosc.GF4 slash Discord, why don't we go ahead and say hello to everyone who's listening in, which is currently Jamie, Veritex, and earlier on we had Scaryware and Aya in the chat. Also, hello to everyone who is probably listening maybe on Twitter or Facebook or all those sort um, of other places. Or maybe you're just lurking because you don't have any form of social media, which is completely fine, but just remember we don't buy it so you can come in into any of these places. So aside from that, um, we've got a few other things to uh, take care of here. Also for the most part, um, I should probably mention this, um, I will only really be focusing on Sega games on the Sega CD, because there are just so many games on the console, it would be difficult to go, oh yeah, we're going to talk about every single one of them, no, we're just going to talk about Sega games specifically, although if you would like to request music from a non-Sega game on the Sega CD, that is also perfectly allowed and completely fine aside from that um, we we saw a few things we saw a few Sega CD related items uh, within the past sort of few months obviously we saw the uh, night trap 25th anniversary game which was great um, or oh, great as in it was a great remake of a uh, N okay game but you know it is still a absolutely you know a wild ride wild uh, yeah but it was an absolutely wild ride in that it, it's strange game. But aside from that, I think um, my just complete rambling my complete rambling has gone on for long enough and we'll be back soon with some more, more, um, less rambly, more sort of planned talk. So speaking of Night Trap and the 25th anniversary remake, we're going to be playing you um, a song from that. So we're going to be playing you the theme song of Night Trap right here on the Topical Resort.
0: On Radio Sega. Request Resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hasty history.
1: Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard was from Batman Returns, the Mega CD version. That was Lair of Ice, a pretty mediocre game, but an awesome Spencer Nielsen soundtrack. You'll be hearing a lot of Spencer Nielsen probably today, because it, he's sort of infamous with the Sega CD due to how many soundtracks he composed with Sega for the uh, console. And before that, from Night Trap, the Sega CD version, also the 25th anniversary remake, that was the theme song. You know, two very catchy songs, all in one block there. So um, up next is obviously the Hasty History segment. And for those of you who don't know, Hasty History is where we go through the history of something related to the topic of the episode as quickly as possible, giving you various sort of, you know, facts and little trivia and all over the place. So we're going to start this off right now. So the Sega CD was first released on December 12th, uh, 12th, 1991 in Japan and followed in 2000... I can't speak today. Followed in 1992 and 1993 in other parts of the world, with some parts of the world receiving it in 1994, as Electric Boogloo pointed out to me, because when I was actually going through all the BIOS, I didn't realise there were two that I actually missed, and one of them had a date in 1994 on it, which is very cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, uh, I like going through all those things, like individual BIOS screens and single change, like subtle differences. But anyway, Back on topic, um, Sega Japan partnered with JVC to create the device, and believe it or not, refused to consult with Sega of America until the project was complete. You know, like one of the biggest branches of Sega, probably even bigger than the Japanese branch, wasn't allowed to have any say on the Sega CD until it was finished. Ouch. Um, apparently, they, um,. Sega Japan still sent them, like, dummy units, which is basically a Sega CD, except it can't be used because it has no, like, firmware on it. But apparently they found a ROM of the firmware, and they flashed it, and therefore they got a working Sega CD, even though they weren't meant to have one. I read this on Sega Retro, so it must be true. Uh, the console was mainly known... or mainly became known because of its FMV games and ports of Mega Drive titles, because they were the easiest to make. Um, because it was, like... Um... It was sort of one of the first popular CD consoles. Not one of the first CD consoles, one of the first popular ones. Meaning, um, you know, it was finally possible to sort of create sort of big budget um, FMV games, I guess. Which, for those you don't know, full motion video. So basically, games that revolve around like video files rather than you know graphics and stuff. Um, it was pretty much the first console to popularise CDs for games, and these were audio CDs. We're talking about not. Um, CD-ROMs as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Speaking of JVC, JVC released their own version known as the JVC-XI in the West and Victor released their own version known as Wonder Mega in Japan, there were two revisions of the Wonder Mega, both containing the same BIOS screen but branded differently for the different names of the console and the companies. Sega also released its fair share of revisions, releasing the Model 2 Sega CD aka the more reliable model of the two. And this Sega CD-X, which was a Mega Drive and a Sega CD combined into one small compact thing that was also meant to be a portable disc player. Or it was also known as the um, multi-mega in certain parts of the world, like Europe. Uh, The console was discontinued in March 1996, and it sold at that point 2.24 million units, and that made it the best-selling console add-on of all time. Um, So... (laughs) <laughs> Jamie says, "I read it on Sega. Met- I say I read it on Sega Retro, so it must be true. That is exactly my logic with that one. Sega Retro, everything's true, you know. Uh, ignore all the stuff where people edit it to say uh, factually incorrect stuff. Yeah, we'll ignore all that. Anyway, it is now time for the request resort. For those of you who don't know what the request resort is, basically, um." You can request any music relating to the topic of the episode, not just Sega music, but non Sega music from Sega CD games as well. And you can send them to me in many places. Send them to me through Twitter at RadioSega at the Green Viper 8 or at Topical Resort. Send them to us on Facebook at RadioSega. You can send them to us on Discord, radioSC.GF4 slash Discord send it to me in an email um, gmail.com or you can send it to me on a Radio Sega private message, I am Viper 8 and they're all the places you can send in a request and there is a handy list up on um, RadioSega.net right now so you can go ahead and look at that, I will link it to you guys in the chat in just a second but uh, it shows you like all the Sega CD games that I will allow you to request from as well as some that aren't there because that's how it works, <laughs> and we got in a few requests which I uh, didn't see before. Oh, I don't think I had that. One. Did I? P- I did put that game on there. Okay, I will definitely uh, do that one then because we haven't got that game anywhere in the. Um... We haven't got that game anywhere in the um, show at all, so I will definitely put on that one. Uh, we have a lot of music for this segment. Yes, we will. Put this. Put that there. Actually, no, we'll put that. Yeah, we'll put that there. Okay, so, um, with that in mind, I'll be posting obviously the Mega CD for the win. Yeah, I I sort of prefer the name Mega CD as well. it's It's just a nicer name in general, I believe, the Mega CD. But anyway, uh, it is now time for the request resort and you can still send in requests during the music break But for now We'll be starting you off with a track requested by Jamie 64326 Yes, he's finally taken back the request crown because electric boogaloo stole it from him for a few weeks But he is back and alive and kicking and all that sort of stuff and he started us off with a track from echo the dolphin the mega seat C- the mega CD version so from that game This is the title screen theme. And welcome back finally after a long music break there to the topical result right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Sonic the Hedgehog CD, more specifically the US version of the soundtrack. That was Collision Chaos Good Future Mix, US, as requested by Cry- uh, Cryptic Castle, also known as Lost Impact. And that was a very nice track, but before that, from the Mega CD slash Sega CD BIOS, we had the US BIOS version, or the version 1 of the US BIOS screen. That music is exclusive to the Model 1 Sega CD and only the US version of the Model 1 Sega CD. It's a very nice track. It's a bit of a jam once again, you know. We're going to be saying that a lot tonight. It's a bit of a jam because this this comes with some great music. But before that, from uh, Q Jimbo, that was Fresh Prince of Tidal Tempest. Speaking of jams, complete jam right there. Uh, It's a remix of the US version of... uh, Oh, sorry, um, the Mega CD Bios was requested by Electric Boogaloo. And before and before that, from Kijimbo, was the Fresh Prince of Tidal Tempest. A complete jam. Must say, it's a uh, mashup of um, Tidal Tempest, present US. And obviously, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme. And um, there's, like, two things you wouldn't expect would fit together, but they fit together so incredibly well, and it's just... It's lovely. Completely lovely. And before that, from Lords of Thunder... Oh, so that was requested by myself and Jamie. Technically, both us. And for that, from Lords of Thunder, that was Shadow Realm, as requested by um, Veritex, who is now going as um, Scarytex. Yeah, yeah, it's a good name. But um, yeah, that is a very lovely track. You know, some some good guitar in there. And for that, from um, the from Sonic Retro, that was Theme of Sonic Retro, aka the Space Har- or a remix of the Space Harrier main theme. Um, for those of you who don't know what game that's from, because Sonic Retro isn't a game on the uh, Mega CD/Sega CD slash Sega CD, basically everything, or m- most Sonic hacks have an intro, or like a little splash screen which says Sonic Retro and gives you a link to the website. Um, so- Sonic Mega Mix, which is actually on our um, request list, uh, has this splash screen, and it is an incredibly catchy splash screen because it is a remix Space Harrier. And somebody did a full version, which was what you heard there, a full HD jazzy version of Space Harrier, so we had to play that for you there. So that was technically from Sonic Mega Mix and that was requested by myself. And starting off the block from Echo the Dolphin Mega C D as requested by Jamie64326, aka Mr. Wonderman, aka Mr Rexy Wonderfan. AKA uh, Mr. S- Mr. Rexy Spooky Fan, AKA PT Kick AKA K- Green Vibrate. He has a lot of names. That was the title screen music from Echo, The Dolphin for the Mega CD. And that was the Request Resort block. And speaking of Request Resort, we got something relating to the re- Request Resort coming up next. Because I'm going to be reading you the. Um, or I'm going to be giving you my opinions on all the games on the Request Resort list. You know, telling you. Whether it's a good name, whether, or whether it's a good game, whether it's a bad game, whether it's got some good music, whether I'd recommend it, all that good stuff. But first of all, I'm actually going to check Facebook, because I am not sure uh, if anyone put anything on Facebook, so it's time to look. So in the meantime, enjoy this music just while I check Facebook. Okay, so uh, somebody did post something that was—I assume that was twenty. Yeah, it probably was twenty. Um, lovely. Oh, there's quite a few comments actually on um, Facebook. Great, but where's the where's the Road Adventure intro track? I didn't know that was a thing. Road Avenger. Let's look this up. Road Blast. Oh, I did actually see this, but I don't think we have this. Which is, I don't think, why I put it on the list. Yeah, okay, we don't have this, that's why I didn't put it on the list. And um, somebody thanking Electric Boogaloo. So, if you listen to this Electric Boogaloo, uh, you're, you're, you're very much appreciated for your uh, lovely, um, for your lovely request of this great episode. It is very much appreciated by people on the Facebook page. Just want to let you know that if you're currently listening or listening to the podcast. Uh, aside from that, it's time we got into um, talking about these games. So we're going to start off with After Burner 3, which I have dubbed Seizure the Game. Because if you watch the uh, topical pre-sort for this episode, um, there were a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of flashing lights. Basically, it would flash back and forth between... Um, black and white whenever you die which is basically causes seizures (laughs) and it does this every time you die which by the way was quite a lot on that stream so um if you're epileptic do not watch that stream at all but um the game itself was okay i don't think it was good as like previous afterburner titles or even as good as a climax but it was okay it had some good music but like the music doesn't redeem the gameplay in my opinion so you know Check it out if you can find it cheap, but otherwise, you know, just listen to the soundtrack, don't bother with the game. Batman Returns. Um, I actually enjoyed the driving segments of this game. I found the driving segments quite fun from what I played. I then played the platforming stages. That's all. Yeah, the uh, platforming stages uh, weren't very good. <laughs> they were pretty dreadful, actually. They controlled just like complete tank controls. Uh, it, I, I said in the stream it controlled like Castlevania, except if Castlevania was even like more sort of stiff in the movement. And that's exactly what it feels like. The music's good because it obviously has an amazing Spencer Nielsen soundtrack. But otherwise, I'd say skip the game, listen to the soundtrack. Uh, the BIOS music. So that is the Japanese and European BIOS music, the American Model 1 BIOS music, and the American Model 2 BIOS music. Uh, very good music actually. I'd highly recommend you listen to them. They are um, they they are mini jams in themselves. Actually, um, I'm not really sure because you can't really play these. But if you um you know want to see every single individual bios screen, you can uh, check out once again the topical prezor over on my Twitch page. Or if you don't want to do that, you can just uh, you can just load up all these uh, bios files in an emulator and you know see every single boot screen for the Sega CD if you want to. You know, they're all pretty fun. I can't really give a recommendation because at the end of the day, it's the software that comes on the console. Uh, Dynamic Country Club. Don't know anything about this aside from the fact that we have it on Radio Sega. Echo the Dolphin Mega CD. It seems fun, but I never really got too far into it. It's because I didn't have time to get too far into it. The controls are fun. It seems like it could be fun from what I've seen, but I haven't played enough to say whether I could recommend it. But judging based on what other people have said about it, the various amazing things they said about the original game, yeah you should definitely check out Echo the Dolphin as well as its kick-ass soundtrack on the Mega CD. Echo the Tides of Time, haven't played this one and I don't hear the best things about it. Same with the soundtrack, so maybe get this one if it's cheap or just emulate it or something. Eternal Champions, I do not know anything about this one, um, I'm going to google this. I do not know anything about Eternal Champions I think it's a fighting yeah okay it is a fighting game Um, one of the two fighting games developed from the ground up as a home console title interesting Um, I don't see why it would be bad because it was developed by Sega Interactive but let's let's see some of those reviews I haven't seen any reviews yet Uh, 6 out of 10 okay so uh, maybe emulate that one (laughs) <laughs> Very Texas, the Mega CD version of Batman Returns is driving Skip the Platform part. Uh, that, that is noted for next time. Oh, yeah, I, I have heard of Eternal Champions before. It's the uh, Sega's answer to Mortal Kombat, as Jamie said. Yeah. Um, the CD version of Eternal Champions was US only. Let me look this up. I don't think it was US-only, because I'm not seeing it's US-only. At least as far as I know. Um, aside from that, yeah, I don't really know too much about Eternal Champions, but I guess it seems okay, judging by the reviews, so maybe pick that one up. Final Fight CD. I hear great things about the Final Fight series. I have no clue how the CD version stacks up, but if it's anything like, you know, the SNES versions, then I'd say, you know, give Final Fight CD a shot. Unless it's really expensive, then don't give it a shot. Lords of Thunder. I don't really know anything about Lords of Thunder, although... So I can't really comment on it, aside from it as good music, so um, maybe someone in the chat knows a bit more about it and whether they could recommend it or not. Uh, Night Trap. This is a game that I'd recommend based on the fact that it it is now in HD on PS4, Xbox One and PC. I wouldn't have recommended the Sega CD version otherwise because it just doesn't seem that good, really. But I guess if you're going to get any version, get the uh, new version and support the cause, because they might remake more FMV games if there's enough support. Shining Force CD. Do not know anything about this one, so I can't really comment. Slipheed, same thing. Sonic CD. I do know about this one, actually. Um, Sonic CD... I think, honestly, I prefer the Mega CD version of the game over the new remake. And that's just because um, for really one simple reason, uh, Actually, I'm not sure if I prefer it, I do quite like both versions, but I think I prefer, from a technical standpoint, the the Sega CD version for one reason. It actually looks nice at 1080p. Um, For those of you who played the 2011 remake, the Christian Whitehead version, you might have noticed, uh, even though it's widescreen, it looks a bit blurry. And this is something I noticed quite a lot. It looks incredibly blurry, and I thought at the time when I was running it on like my 1080p screens, I thought, oh, probably the original game was really blurry, and that's why it's blurry, so it's not the fault of the port. But then I emulated the Sega CD version at 1080p on like a few monitors, and it looks gorgeous. It, it's like pure pixel goodness. So I don't get why the um, 2011 version doesn't look that good, despite the fact it's in widescreening. It, Ignore the widescreen, but like from a pure pixel perspective of how like sharp it looks, the the Sega CD version looks so much nicer than the 2011 version. I have no clue why. It is very odd. Aside from that, yeah, I highly recommend Sonic CD. Um, Sonic CD is a great game. Obviously, um, the 2011 version is more playable because stuff like the special stages don't run at 50 FPS. Oh, sorry, at 15 FPS anymore. They're actually playable now. So I'd recommend you get the 2011 version if you're it's like your first time playing the game. But if you're a veteran of the 2011 version and you want to try something new, I'd highly recommend checking out either version of the Sega CD version. Also, Japanese soundtrack for The Win, although the US soundtrack is great. Sonic uh, Mega Mix. This is a fan hack, but I included it because honestly, it is like one of the more memorable uh, Sega CD titles, and I say that because. Um, I said it because it's just sort of become synonymous with the Sega CD at this point. It's obviously like the most famous fan-created game for the Sega CD, and also like the most famous Sonic hack of all time. And it's just sort of like synonymous with the Sega CD. Like honestly, when people think of Sonic games and the Sega CD, I think they think of um, Sonic Mega Mix now more than they think of Sonic CD, just because how much more polished it is than the Sega CD version of Sonic CD. Um, I'd highly recommend you play Sonic Mega Mix version four, not version five. Version 5 has great music, which you'll be hearing in a bit, but version 5 is also very buggy, because it's only a beta. I highly recommend you play version 4, which, although it has, um, like, rehashed music from old games, not that completely new, awesome soundtrack. Um, version 4 is the version that's actually playable, and you will be able to beat, so, uh, play that version. And don't play the version 5 version if you're playing for the game, rather than the music. But yeah, highly recommend Sonic CD, so sorry, Sonic Mix for the Sega CD. The Mega Drive version was also pretty good. The Amazing Spider-Man vs. Kingpin. I do not know anything about this game except for the fact that it was the last Sega CD game, so it was therefore rather valuable in collector's eyes. Uh, I don't actually hear best things about this I I don't hear the best things about this game. I don't know anything about it, I, but I do know that it isn't very good from what I've heard. Speaking of not very good, Wild Woody. This game is a great soundtrack, as I mentioned before, music done by Bumblefoot, who, you know, needs no introduction is works awesome, you know, lovely guitars all throughout the game. But, um, yeah, aside from that, um, the game itself is pretty eh, honestly. Like, I don't really see much redeeming about the game, aside from the horribly cheesy 90s cutscenes. The rest of the game's just a bit meh. But, yeah, listen to the soundtrack. Just, like, pop the CD into your computer or into your uh, CD player, just listen to the soundtrack, and just completely circumvent the rest of the game. So anyway, that was uh, all the games that were available for the request resort. Now we're going to be going back and looking through um, what you guys have been saying in the chat. Jamie's been saying apparently the CD version of Eternal Champions was also released in Europe, as well as the US. And Veritex is corrected that it was uh, first released on the Mega Drive and then bought to um, been bought to the uh, Sega CD. Uh, Veritex also says Lords of Thunder is one of the best maps on the system. In that case, um... Yeah, in that case, probably check it out then if it's one of the best shmups, because, you know, who doesn't love a good shmup? And, uh, Jamie says he would recommend Night Trap, due to, simply due to the fact that it was one of the factors that led to the ESRB rating system in the US to be created. It was, like, the main reason a rating system was created in all places, really, because, you know, Night Trap, like, is not even that violent, but it, it, it caused the ESRB to be created, I'm not denying that. But, yeah, um... I honestly find the history of Night Trap more interesting than the real game, like how it was made in the 80s and it obviously caused the um, ESRB. It's a very interesting game from the history perspective, but not a very fun game from the gameplay perspective. Uh, Veritex says, actually thanks to the time travel feature and four different variations of the music uh, of each music theme for the Zone, Sonic CD has the most replay value of all the classic games. Definitely have to agree with that, as has tons of replay value. Anyway, um, we're going to play you some more music because I've been rambling on for long enough. So, um, we're going to play you some more BIOS music. So, from the Sega CD, this is the US Revision 2 BIOS screen right here on the Topical Resort. thesis. That sort of cut off suddenly, I was in the middle of a conversation then BAM I just suddenly hear the the TalkFed music kick in. So anyway, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Eternal Champions, the Mega CD version, that was Slash, an absolutely rocking tune, and speaking of jamming tunes, before that from the Mega CD BIOS, that was the US Revision 2 BIOS screen. You know, a completely different song to the US version 1 by us. They're both great tracks. Both amazing tracks, in fact. Um, Aside from that, it is now time for our topical thesis, as our lovely announcer of voiceover, Laylee just said there. Um, So, today's topical thesis. Uh, This one might gather a bit of, you know, hate, a bit of conspiracy, all that sort of stuff, because it's a very controversial opinion. Today's topical thesis is, should the Sega CD have ever been made? Uh, Basically, my topical thesis is where I take an opinion that I have come up with or I've heard from all around the Sega community, and I give my spin on it by giving you 3 points for 3 points against, then coming to a justified conclusion based on my points. And as I said, should the Sega CD have ever been made? Well, let's find out my points for that. So, anyway, my 3 points for. So number one is it taught Sega valuable lessons about copy protection and how to make a CD-based system for the Saturn um the in sort of 1991
2: 1992
1: 1993 the thought that you could sort of burn off your own discs and play them in a console was like this sort of mind-blowing thing like no one will ever be able to do that that's futuristic you know it's like the equivalent of you know having a robot in your house it just wasn't going to happen but then as the Sega CD's life went on Oh dear, you can burn discs from your own home, meaning people can pirate their games very easily. Ah, we suddenly have a problem. So it taught Sega a valuable lesson that, hey, perhaps in our future consoles we should put in copy protection. It also taught them, hey, we shouldn't use CD-ROMs, we should use, oh sorry, we shouldn't use audio CDs, we should instead use CD-ROMs, which is exactly what they did for the Saturn. So it taught them some valuable lessons about how to make a uh, CD console. Uh, the console also had good potential at the start, you know, with like the, with the like specs it was touting at the time compared to the uh, the Nintendo PlayStation. Because for those of you who don't know, uh, PlayStation was originally going to be made by both Ni- Nintendo and Sony. And then Sony basically went, screw you, Nintendo, and then they made their own PlayStation. Yeah, but anyway, uh, compared to, at the time, the specs compared to the Sony PlayStation were actually pretty good. In fact, Sony even made games for the Sega CD after the whole uh, Nintendo PlayStation went, uh, you know, belly up. So, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, the the console had great potential. You know, like looking at the specs and looking at the games that could have been made, it had some, it had like some awesome potential. But developers just did nothing with it uh, because, um, well, this will be a point against as to why developers did nothing with it. Um, the console eventually ended up having a great library of games, even if a lot of them were ports or FMV games. You know, the console had some absolutely great first and third-party titles. And it shouldn't be denied of those titles, but, you know, there were some great titles at the same time, but, um, you know, they're sort of outshadowed by my next three points. Um, a major point against the Sega CD is it started the trend of consumers having little trust in Sega products. Um, the Sega CD, like, wasn't intended to be the start of this. But uh, it it sort of ended up being the start of this. The reason is, is because um, the Sega CD was promised as like, it's going to be the future. You know, we're going to release all our games on this. You know, the Mega Drive, we're not going to make any more games for this anymore. And um, yeah, then the Sega CD only lasted two years. Well, not two years, that was like roughly how long its lifespan was in like the US. Before they just went, yeah, we're going back to the Mega Drive. And consumers are like, oh, We just we just spent $300 on this. What do you mean you're going back to the Mega Drive? And um, then once they went back to the Mega Drive, They're like, Hey guys, we're making this new add-on. It's called the 32X. It's going to be able to play 32-bit games. And um, then they dropped the 32X out six months later. And then the Saturn came out. The Saturn's looking all good. Hooray, Sega's coming back. Saturn has poor sales. Bernie Stola... The Saturn is not our future. Boo, suddenly we killed all the Saturn sales. The Saturn only lasted for two years. Dreamcast comes out, no one has faith in the Sega no one has faith in Sega consoles anymore because they keep releasing new consoles every two minutes. And the Dreamcast tanks. So theoretically the Sega CD started this chain because it was supposed to be the future and they were only going to release games on it. Then they went back on their word and stopped using it in favour of a new add-on, which was also the future, which they stopped using six months after. Uh, another reason against the Sega CD is um the higher price tag on top of the console needed to play it meant the few sales. The Mega Drive was already expensive enough at the time but now you needed to buy a um add-on which was like almost double the price of the Mega Drive. You must be joking because you're not really getting many games for paying like double the price of the Mega Drive now are you? So uh, it seems a bit pointless. And most consumers thought it was way too expensive to buy both because it was like three. It, it, what was it, three hundred and fifty dollars to buy both? Just so you can play some uh, Night Trap? It's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> um, also, a the third reason against is uh, it seemed unnecessary in the grand scheme of things. You know, it just wasn't needed in the end because at the end of the day, uh, what am I trying to say? At the end of the day, it just wasn't needed because there were uh, sorry I can't concentrate Uh, at the end of the day it just wasn't needed because the Megatron was more than capable of producing great games and the 32X also wasn't needed but it was just sort of this weird compromise to try and make people have trust in the Sega brand while the Nintendo PlayStation was happening but obviously in the grand scheme of things the Nintendo PlayStation never even came out so they theoretically didn't even have a reason to release it if you think about it, like that at least. But uh, yeah, anyway, on to my conclusion. So even though I love the Sega CD, and I love the games that bought with it, not only is it a black sheep for the Sega family, but a black sheep that marked the beginning of the end. Although the CD is in what I consider the the decline for Sega, that goes to the 32X, the Sega CD taught them wrong, and led to decisions which ultimately led to the downfall of their company. So although I love the Sega CD, if I had to choose between having the Sega to, or if I had to choose between having Sega today or having the Sega CD, it would be goodbye to the Sega CD. What's your opinion on this? Uh, what's your opinion on this opinion? You have many different places you can get in your opinion on this opinion. You can get it in through Twitter at Radius at TopCore Resort at the Green Fire Parade. You can get it in through Facebook at Radius Sega. You get it in through Discord, G 4 slash discord. Get it in through email, topcorresort at or you can get it in through a private message on the Radio Sega forums. I am greenviper eight. So you have all those places you can get in your opinions. Anyway, we're gonna be- speaking of opinions, we're gonna be reading out some from the Discord server. Um and also we have Rapid Run in the chat. Hey Rapid Run, how are you doing today? Um Uh, so I'm just currently reading through the chat and seeing if any of this uh, chat is um, relating to the topical thesis. Jamie says, Woohoo, Dreamcast tank. Even if you don't like the, Dr- even if you don't like the Dreamcast, why would you want the Dreamcast to tank? Because you're tanking the company you love." But um, what is it? Uh, Rapid Run says, "You have a fine. Oh, sorry, you have a point there." Um. You have a point there, regarding me. Uh, regarding the domino effect, which it caused. You know, the the 32X and the Saturn. Then the uh, then the Dreamcast. Can you be on the call-in? Yes, you can still be on the call-in. In fact, I would love to have you on the call-in. Someone who isn't Jamie for once. I know, right? That's a shock to many people. Um, let's just retweet that quickly. And um, if anybody else has any opinions, be sure to... Uh, ju- Grab them on right in, and I'm going to play you some more music while I uh, quickly run off. So, um, from the, once again, from the US version of Sonic CD, because we really love this soundtrack, because the Japanese soundtrack gets played way too much, we need to vary it up with some lovely Sonic CD US tunes. That's exactly what we're doing on the show. So, from the US version of Sonic CD, this is Wacky Workbench Present, right here, on the Topka Resort. <sharp> I'm <inhale> sorry.
0: Tropical Resort, only on Radio Sega. an episode and want to catch up want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show download our podcast from the radio sega media section subscribe to us on itunes or stream the show through stitcher discord coolin
1: I finally fixed this music so it actually loops properly and doesn't cut to silence every two minutes. Welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. We just heard that was from the version 5.0a build of um, Sonic Mega Mix, a um, Sega CD hack of Sonic 1. And specifically the version 5.0a build because that is the build which contains unique music specifically created for the game, whereas the version 4 build of the game contained reused music from other games it's an absolutely fantastic soundtrack by the way if you can get your hands on it you know it's just complete complete bopping soundtrack all the way through just tunes for days and all that all that good stuff and for that from sonic hedgehog cd the us version that was wacky workbench present you know shadow all that, all that stuff <laughs> you, you may have noticed i've been really enjoying the music tonight because the sega cd just has so many great tracks that's the thing Anyway, we're gonna um, send a message to our first victim of the Discord calling because this is the Discord calling. you can call in at radioec.ja4/discord, and you can send us you can send us messages. But um, main thing is, obviously, you can call into the show with your. Um... So yeah, you can um, call in to the uh, Discord call-in using radioecja discord Grab a microphone, join the chill out, and from there. You can, um, you can join the show, and I'm just gonna send off our first victim a message. You can tell it's not Jamie because Jamie, I don't send him a message, whereas I actually send everyone else a message because I'm nice like that. I'm not nice to Jamie. Screw you, Jamie. Or nothing, nothing. Uh, so anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just currently waiting on the response from this person, and as soon as that happens, then I'll drag them on the show. Okay, so here we go. Our first victim of the night will be. Welcome to the show, Rapid Run. How are you doing today?
3: I'm all right, you.
1: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good myself. Anyway, what would you like to talk about today?
3: Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> I like to talk about like how freaking Xbox doesn't have enough Sega um, affiliation in with, with their with their with their games and stuff. Like, I'm mad that Sony is getting all the exclusives and stuff. Uh, like, <clears throat> yeah. Oh,
1: I no, I was gonna say I'm so sort of confused as to why Sony get all the exclusives because you know, so yeah. uh, Microsoft is, has a better relationship with, uh, yeah, Sega. exactly. So I don't know yeah, why they're not what... getting the exclusives.
3: I, I have no idea. Like, it's, it's baffling my mind. And like, <clears throat> I just got an Xbox One S, right? Yeah. So like, I would prefer <laughs> to have my games on there because. I have such a huge library because of the 360, and now I have a now I have a modern console and I would like to say games on there, and now I can't because I used to have a PS4, but I had to sell that because it was giving me problems. What were the problems and it was giving so, you exactly? Um, bad uh, network connections and yeah, uh, you know, just stuff like that. It's just terrible problems.
1: Ah, uh, that sucks. Because it is, it is yeah. a great console. We're not getting into mm-hmm. this war again, but it is a great console. Yeah, at least for Sega
3: games, yeah, it is. It is. Like uh, well, honestly, I'm not. I'm not partial to any one main main um, dev- um console developer thing, the uh, main company. Um, but like, it isn't, <laughs> I just wish there would be more universal n- universal games, like. If, for example, Sonic Forces, that's that's a universal game because it's coming out on PC, Xbox One, PS4, and the Switch, and uh, that, that's perfectly fine. But like, that's that's just Sonic. What about games like Project Diva or Persona 5, or even or even Shenmue 3? Like, dude, that's gonna be exclusive to PS4 and PC. As far as i don't know, that's not coming to Xbox One, or uh, or much I, I less the that, yeah, uh, it, it, this is aggravating me to no one because it, it forces people to buy other consoles when they, when most of the, most of us can't really afford those consoles.
1: From what I've actually seen, most of the Shenmue community actually seems to be on Xbox One nowadays. Which is like it's so mm. odd that they're b- not bringing Shenmue Three to the uh, Xbox One.
3: Yeah, and like, dude, like, freaking the Xbox, the Xbox, the original Xbox is basically the sequel to the Dreamcast in, in terms of um, Sega involvement. So, like, why wouldn't it be on the on the on the modern Xbox?
1: Especially since you consider that um, Shenmue Two was actually on the original Xbox as well, yeah, it makes sounds... it even more baffling.
3: Yeah. So, like, what the heck? Oh, I just <laughs> I can't stand it. I can't stand the decisions of, of developers and publishers these days. Uh, but what are you gonna do?
1: Also, uh Doot Grill wants you to say something in Spanish for you. For um, her. who? Who? Doot Grill.
3: Um, Doom Girl. Oh no, Doom Girl. Um. What am I gonna say? Uh, Sega es un par de idiotas que no quieren saber de Xbox. Quiero que lo pasen contente can you translate that
2: for <laughs> the
1: rest of us please I apologize
3: yeah. that gives like a bunch of videos that don't want to do anything you
4: there you go
1: <laughs> amazing
3: <laughs> so, I guess
1: do you have any sort of experience with Sega CD or like the games on it
3: I hate to say it uh, I have no no experience or like no no life experiences with like my earliest console was a PC, and I didn't have any games on there. Your earliest After console that, was a PC. Was, yeah, basically, basically, Because yeah. like, I, I, what I did was I would get games from the library and, <laughs> and burn them on <laughs> I, I think there there is one point. Yeah, because we could, we couldn't afford games back then. So. um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll do that. And, um, the earliest actual console we had was, uh, I believe, a hand-held, the handheld um, Game Boy Advance, the original Game Boy Advance. And then after that was the GameCube. So pretty much, my, most of my life has been Nintendo, unfortunately. Mm. But that, unfortunately, um, that's what got me into Sega because that's what my first game ever, my first official game um, that I had that I had was Sonic Advance Three.
1: And a very good official
3: first game to have at that. Mhm, mhm. And it's it, it sucks because like that game gets so much hate because of its game mechanics and, and its music. Like I don't understand why. For example, <laughs> I want to I want to bust on him, but Gabby, I think it's the one that said that the, the Sonic Advance Three soundtrack really sucks. I don't like, like it as much as
1: the other two, but I do quite like the music from that game.
3: Mhm. Yeah, I mean, okay, I I get that. I get that the Sonic Man 3 has less varieties to quote unquote than the other two games, but it's more it's it's more supposed to do anything. It's more supposed to like correlate with Sonic Man, uh, Sonic Adventure 2, I guess you could say.
1: Yeah, I get that.
3: But,
1: yeah. Also, there's a point in everyone's life where they have um, taken a um, DVD slash CD game or a PC game and uh, burned off their own copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've ripped the files off the uh, original disc and then they've just burned off a copy. There's one point in everyone's mm-hmm. life where they've done that. Can't deny it.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, like, uh, um, I, like, okay, so this is what I'm saying that I I'm not partial to any one company because I had I used to have Croc too. Which is for PS One, but I had it for the PC, which I, which I, burned onto a disc. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, it's not good to be partial to one company because you're always gonna be upset at the other company. It's not gonna be upset. It's not. It's not. It's not good to be upset to it mm, for, just, for just for stuff like that. It's just like not healthy. I feel like that's my sort of thing. Like
1: at the, the end of the day i defend the ps4 so heavily over the xbox 1 but at the mm-hmm. end of the day my last console oh, my last console choice was the xbox 360 yeah
3: exactly my, co- my
1: console choice just switches to like or i don't have like loyalty to any company i with the exception mm-hmm. of Sega, i just sort of pick what i think's the best that generation it just happens that the ps4 is my favorite of the generation
3: exactly actually
1: mine is switch I, I prefer the switch out of all yeah, the consoles yeah yeah but,
3: yeah See, I was gonna get a switch, but I, I they didn't have any at Best Buy. Um, the phone's ringing. Sorry about that. Um, give me a second. Let me move, let me move away. Uh, uh, sorry, that's embarrassing. <laughs> um, so like, what well, I was gonna segue into into the fact that um loyalty kind of thing is the same thing with, with cell phones. Um. Um, you know the the Apple versus Google fanboys. They each each company has this, their own fault and good things about them. Which, uh, if you wanna go into, um, Sega for example, their their mobile games are actually pretty good. Yeah, I
1: definitely think that as well. I don't think there's like nearly enough love for Sega for some of the Sega mobile games, like. I can't remember which one yeah. it was, but there was one of them that won like a um, Mobile Game of the Year award. It was like. The, it was like the one with the propeller hat. I can't remember what his name was.
3: Yeah, yeah, Hiroki. Yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. I've, been wanting to, yeah. I've been wanting to get that game for ages. I just haven't gotten around to it or saving it enough. Yeah, that's nice, a really good game. It's it a really, really good game. That's why, it, that's why yeah. it won
1: like Mobile Game of the Year.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, um. But that has a lot to do with their mode division. For example, with the Xbox 11 right now, the, the release I mean, um, there's a quite, a quite a bit of games that used to be in their catalog that are not compatible and thus are not on the app store anymore. Which, I, about, I said this on Twitter a few months ago and I guess nobody cared, but... Yeah, I'm not a very popular, answer. Anyways, um, give <laughs> <have> a plug <laughs> um, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> um. So basically, um, is a project, a project of kind of game where you would um you would have a nine by nine, I think three grid of uh, Japanese characters or romanji if you want, if you prefer, and uh touch the the character. And flick it into the direction that I showed you, and th- that's how you will play the as actual screens. And it was a really good game. I had the second one, and I I caved in and bought the first one because I found out first of all, first you two. I mean, I mean, Miku me flick two. Um, was this moved it about. Two or three years ago because it wasn't uh, because of issues that they didn't want to say, and the same thing was happening to it's right anymore. And those were really decent games, and they had they put a, a, a really good um rhythm game on there, probably a best seller even.
1: Uh, really. really, I feel like there should be like more rhythm games for iOS because like the only yeah well, no, more no, Sega they're, they're stuff there more well, Sega, yeah, more stuff, Sega stuff. Yeah, the only like other Sega uh, the only other rhythm game I can think of on iOS by Sega was was, was like the Let's Tap um, mobile version. That was pretty good. Wait,
3: that was, that was a game? Yeah, they, no. that was
1: that was removed as well. Like all five of the mini games from Let's Tap were released as separate apps. No but they removed way. all of them.
3: See, I never knew that. Oh, it, man. It's still
1: it's still on. Uh, like the demo is still there, but I think the full game isn't there anymore. But it, it, oh, no, wow. the uh, the rhythm game portion is still there, but like the other four apps were uh, taken down.
3: Yeah,
1: so you can See, still uh, play the best mode. <laughs> I don't
3: think actually, I think there's the US at least. Um, I've I've gone through Sega's catalog multiple times, and I haven't seen anything like that. Mm. <laughs> uh, what they did. Was, interesting was, um, a Just Dance
1: I think Trump has finally killed his connection. Well, um, let's fill this, uh, time while we wait for the connection to come out, back up with blank space. Ah, uh, no, he's been, he's been kicked. <laughs> uh, wait, try that again. I said try that again, rapid run, don't go back to the... <laughs> it is your internet working now? Please, <laughs> please. Uh, currently typing... Oh, you got a call, you're, you're sorry? Uh, that's okay, but unfortunately I'm going to have to move on because I'm going to have to get on to the uh, next segment. I apologise, but um, thank you so much for chatting Rapid Run, it's been really fun, and uh, to end off the conversation, unfortunately SEGA's uh, mobile games have been sort of getting delisted a lot, and that's sad, because they've made some great mobile games, but SEGA FOREVER is bringing them all back, SEGA FOREVER, SEGA FOREVER, go and bug Danny, uh, Danny, or at Danny, I can't remember what his number is, on, uh, on on our Discord server, to tell him to add more games to SEGA FOREVER. Aside from that, um, thank you so much to Rapid Run for uh, coming on the show. And I really do apologise, but I just have to move on now. But, um... Hang up, so if you want to have me back, it's, uh, o- honestly, I really need to move on. I, I apologise, but thank you ever so much for coming on. It was really appreciated having someone different on the show for once. You know, a different voice that isn't... I'm Jamie64326 from Hull, and this is the Super Nintendo Mini. <laughs> of course joking aside It is now time for the Toppy Mix uh, The Toppy Mix is a Segment where I play a uh, Sega track Not relating to the topic of the episode A uh, remix relating To the topic of the episode and a non-Sega track Not relating to the topic of the episode So we're going to start you off with a bit Of Hideki goodness or in this case It's a bit of Skank Funk Goodness because this that this Was when he was going on for the Skank Funk um, uh, Like Name I guess Back, we- back after he left Sega, but when he still wanted to do work for Sega, he went under Skank Funk. So, um, yeah, with that in mind, we're going to start you off with a bit of Hideki Naganuma goodness. So, kicking off the Toppy of Mix block from Super Monkey Ball 3D, this is World 6, right here on the Topical Resort.
4: Let's get scratching.
1: One last time, welcome back to the Topical Resort right here on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was the Toppy Mix block. And um, our non-Sega track was from Sonic After the Sequel. That was Espresso Bayonetta for Cyan City Act 3. And before that was our remix relating to the topic of the episode, which was from Squiggles RP. That was the Wild Woody theme, a remix. And before that, our, our non-related Sega Track of the Week. That was from Super Monkey Ball 3D, a lovely bit of Hideki Naganuma. Goodness. That was what the World 6 theme. And now it's time to end off the show. But before we end off the show, Jamie64326, our resident, you know, Wondersuck, suck. He actually gave us a um, request that he wanted us to talk about. Um, he wanted us to talk about uh, as a final sort of thing, the Sega CD32X titles. And um, basically um, there were two add-ons for the Sega Mega Drive, or two major add-ons that had their own sort of games and sort of changed everything. Which were um, the... Uh, this is the moment where I try and remember. Um, how... Sorry, I was trying to concentrate on something. Um, yeah, Basically these two add-ons were um, had their own major games and obviously one was the Sega CD and one was the 32X. Um, and at one point, uh oh, the only game right, okay, so um there were a few games which took advantage of both using uh, the graphical capabilities from the 32 x and the CD capabilities from the Sega CD, creating some Sega 32x CD games. All of these games are FMV games, unfortunately, meaning you know um, it was never used to its true capability. But yes, these things exist, um, A games which take advantage of both add-ons, which in my opinion is incredibly cool, one of them was obviously uh, Night Trap, and um, I can't remember what the other two were, um, Fahrenheit was a 32X game apparently according to uh, Veritex, uh, Electric Briggly says, that Spider-Man vs. Kingpin game on Sega CD game isn't great, but at least it has a kick-ass Spencer Nielsen score. Way better than Spider-Man Web of Fire on the 32X. Also, I need to play a Shining Force CD game at some point. It's really good. I'll try and get around to it. And as King has rightfully mentioned, why does the 32X even exist, though? It's a product of Sega USA not even communicating with the company, which is exactly what it is, you know. Or, supposedly there's also a... Ru- oh, whoops. Supposedly yeah, there is also a rumour that, um... Basically, Sega Japan go to the US. Hey, you guys should release the 32X instead of the Saturn, because... Genesis is doing really well over there, so you should, you know, scrap the Saturn and do the 32X. And the US were like, no, we want to do the Saturn. But Japan were like, no, you're doing the 32X. That is another one of the rumours, but I'm honestly more so believe that it's just Sega Americans of like, stupid decision going, oh yeah, we're not going to release the Saturn, we're going to release the Genesis again because it's popular, and then completely tanking their company as a result. So well done, Sega of America, for being complete idiots. Uh, apparently it was a a Sega Japan thing. Well, there you go. <laughs> but anyway, um, it is now time to end off the episode, and I just want to give you a quick reminder. Um, I will next see you on Tuesday rather than Friday, because we will be. I'll be seeing you for Radio Sega presents. Radio Sega presents uh, Sonic Mania. So we're going to be playing the whole soundtrack to Sonic Mania because it is a great game and you know somebody should have done a Radio Sega Presents on it ages ago but they didn't wink wink nudge nudge. So I'll be giving that to you on Tuesday at 7pm BST. The podcast will be available shortly after. And uh, after that I'll be seeing you once again on Friday where I'll be completely dead because I've done a lot for Radio Sega this week and um, I will physically collapse at the end of this week. So um, I hope you enjoy seeing me, and um, thank you so much to everyone in the chat. We've had Electric Boogaloo, we've had The King, we've had Jamie, we've had Veritex, we've had Rapid Run, we've had Doom Girl, we've had I I, and we've had Scary Red. Thank you to everyone, and also Mystic Cheese. Thank you so much to everyone who's been chatting in the chat room today. You have been much appreciated, and you guys, you guys are what keeps Topical Resort going every week. Anyway, we're going to end you off with another track as requested by Electric Boogling, because apparently it was a criminal that I skipped this during the request result segment. we going to be ending you off with a track, and then I'm going to be ending you off with a secret track after that. But um, we're going to end you off with a track from Shining Force CD, and this is Ending 3. As always, I've been Green evaporate Thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay topical. I've been told this is actually Ending 2 rather than Ending 3 from uh, Shining Force CD, so I deeply apologise for that one. But it's an awesome track anyway, but it's just not the track you were expecting, so uh, apologies. But anyway, enjoy the rest of the music, and I will see you guys later.